Hey, if you want to learn more about masterminds and you need to listen to my friend Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everybody. We have Kyle Stanley today, the founder of The Fearless Investor. And let me tell you, this guy is fearless. We learned how in 2014, he purchased his first property and hasn't paid a single dollar for rent or mortgage since then. And he did this through the power of masterminds and mentorship. He talks to us how he's willing to spend $50,000 in a mastermind in order to gain the 1% of knowledge he doesn't have access to through someone else's experiences. We learn more about the mastermind that he's bringing forward this year and how he realizes you can fail forward by surrounding yourself with smarter people. He talks to us about the story of making that mind shift change and overcoming the fears and what he's built today. All right, I want to welcome everyone back to the Mastermind Effect. Today, we've got a great guest by the name of Kyle Stanley. He is the founder of The Fearless Investor. He's got his podcast, The Fearless Investor, and you can find him on Instagram at Fearless Kyle. Kyle, I really appreciate you joining and uh, willing to share your knowledge, not only in your own mastermind, but what masterminds have done for you. So appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, Brandon, excited to be on, man. Thanks for having me. Let's dive into when you found out what the world of masterminds was and what it really meant to you when you first found out about it. Yeah, you know, I think the first time I ever heard the term mastermind was from John Lee Dumas and, you know, everything he says ends with on fire. And so he says masterminds are on fire. And I said, well, what, what's a mastermind? I mean, I've always just been into education. So I just saw it as another vehicle of education. What I really liked is that it's really just like a formal setting of what I love doing on a daily basis, which is just having like deep conversations, especially geared around self-development, business, um, growing as a person, especially if I could get into masterminds where I was not, you know, the smartest guy in the room, you, you know, you're in trouble when you're the smartest guy in the room, right? That's when you stop growing. So that's where I was like, well, where can I find one like that? Yeah. I mean, ever since joining a mastermind and being a part of groups like that, I just feel like, holy cow, you know, your mind just gets expanded tremendously, your vision of where you can go. So love masterminds. They say if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. Exactly. You want to be the dumbest person in the room, really. Which honestly, I don't think I've ever been the smartest person in a room, but (laughs) that's, that's when I know I would be definitely in trouble if I was the smartest person in any room. As you deal in real estate flipping and you deal in Airbnb, which is a niche thing, I don't see a lot of that out there. Let's rewind a little bit about what you do and an education. Do you believe that you've gotten further based off of standard education, which they're not teaching what you do in school or self-development, self-education, which has served you better? Oh man, I feel like I could talk about this for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> so here's where, I, what I will say is when I grew up, I was a 4.1 student in high school. I was an athlete who focused way more on my studies than I did athletics and it showed on the field for sure. <laughs> and then I got into college and it was like, hey, I don't need a GPA to get a real job in the real world because what I was trying to do is I was trying to be a sports anchor. I wanted to be a play-by-play guy for baseball or I wanted to be on ESPN. 
And I was like, you know, those guys probably don't even know what their GPAs were in high school or college. So I don't need that. So it became a lot more about application, going out and learning how to use a camera, going to internships, talking to professors that had been in the industry. And that was really like my first experience of hands-on versus, hey, X plus Y equals Z. And by the way, we're never going to tell you how you'll use this in the real world. And so if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would suggest to anyone, just go get your associate's degree in college. That's good enough. It's cheap enough and it's easy enough. And then like, just focus on getting internships while you're at community college and finding ways to be able to be hands-on with things because I have not learned enough out of a book. I have not learned enough out of watching a video. I have not learned enough from even a podcast like this to know exactly what I'm going to experience. It has to do with going out there. And one of the things my mom taught me, and I think she got it from John Maxwell is fail forward. Like you get out there, you do it. And then you fail because you're going to suck originally. Uh, The first time I ever flipped a house, as soon as I got the deal under contract, I said, oh shit, what's next? (laughs) So I was like, you know, I just believe that if you surround yourself with good people, any, any good leader, unless you are ego driven is going to say, I got there because I surrounded myself with people who were smarter than me. And I feel the same way. I'm not, you know, when it comes to my Airbnbs, I just got done teaching someone how to clean one of my Airbnbs. And she's like, Hey, there's a stain on this towel. And I was like, well, I don't know how to get that out. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know those things. I just surround myself with people that can fill in those gaps. And it all started through like figuring out how can I get into something that I'm going to be hands-on with. I'm going to teach myself and then I'm going to be able to automate and scale that. And I'm getting kind of off topic here, but basically long story short, I think any day out of the, the week, actually applying and doing something is way better than just your standard education of reading out of a book. Yeah. And I love that statement, fail forward, because that's really the only way that you learn. If you remember the Michael Jordan poster that shows how many shots he's missed, he's got the the big ESPN spectacle on right now, how many shots I've missed and how many times I've failed and how many times I've lost. And that's why I succeed is really what you just said right there is you're taking personal application, hands-on, tangible something that you feel if you can learn from other people's experiences, mistakes, and what they can offer that are actually in the real world, you're able to get yourself to the front of the line. Now, what would you say masterminds to date What's the effect been on you and your, not only just your business, but mm-hmm. your personal life? Yeah, well, it's the whole reason I started my mastermind is because I was in a mastermind. So, you know, you and I are in a, a mastermind together with Travis Chapel. And Travis said this thing. He said two things that really caught my attention. First, to get into a mastermind, he uses that metaphor of the pacifier effect, where he talked about how he saw his kid who was under the age of one was like trying to put in the pacifier backwards. And Travis being the experienced adult was like, well, dude, all you got to do is just flip it around. And his kid who's under one year old and doesn't have a developed brain and hasn't experienced this just couldn't like put A and B together. Whereas Travis is like, well, I've been there. I've done that. I can easily change that for you. And it was like this aha moment for a son. And, and it's just like something small like that where his son, even though he doesn't really have tangible thoughts right now probably was just like, wow, why didn't I think of that? That's any education to me is like, I'll go and spend $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 on this course or this education piece because 
not because I am missing 99% of what that's going to deliver, but I'm only missing maybe 1% of what that's going to deliver. But that 1% could catapult my business to a whole new level or me as a person to a whole new level. Uh, so that was the first thing of really like what got me excited about now trying out masterminds was just that pacifier effect. And then when we got into it, one of the guys in our group was talking about how he was doing like this, you know, course and how he didn't really know how to launch it. And then we got to talking as a group and I think Travis kind of shared it. And then someone else kind of backed it up and said, Hey, you know, you should, if you're going to launch this new course, instead of like doing it just as a course, you should cut the price in half, offer the course plus like a group coaching setting and call it a test group. And so I had a course that I was working on and I was like, Hey, I should probably try that. And before I knew it, I was offering so much value that I brought it to Travis. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about calling it this. It's, you know, the Airbnb Kickstart Masterclass. And he's like, Kyle, this isn't a masterclass. This is a mastermind. Like you're developing a group of people who have a common goal and you're educating them and you're letting them figure it out all together. Like that's a mastermind. And I was like, oh, I guess it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, long story short, like that was why I started my mastermind is because I was a part of a mastermind that helped me to see that vision of something that probably, to be honest, Brandon, I mean, that launch group, like, you know, I'm a numbers person. I'll just share the numbers. That launch group made me $18,000 my first month because I offered just so much value that I would not have probably offered had I not been in a mastermind already. I probably would have made less sales at a lower dollar amount and been like, oh, cool. I just sold $4,000 worth of courses when I didn't even know what was possible. And so it, again, that little pacifier thing, that little change that like made me possibly three X, four X, five X my launch. Let's talk about that value. Mm -hmm. If you went with the give mentality, the value mentality, give more and what you get in return, you might not know it up front, but you got three, four X more than what you were possibly right. expecting. When you join a mastermind such as yours or Travis's or whomever else's you've been a part of, what's the value of the group mentality that you've gotten out of it? Not just from the leader, but the people that they attract and you're able to learn from their experiences. What has that meant to you from you building out your mastermind? Yeah. Well, I think what's cool about it is that like everyone brings something different to the table, right? You know, just for example, you've got guys, um, you know, I'll just drop names in our group. We got guys like Rob and Zach who are big on leadership. You got guys like Kevin who's big on sales. Guys like Justin who's big on, you know, coaching other coaches, health and wellness. And so it's like, man, I, I hate to compare it to like a, a networking group. But you know how like when you get into a networking group like a BNI and you're like, hey, now I have a guy for that. I've got a plumber. I've got this and that. And then I kind of feel like that it's a mastermind. But instead of exchanging services, you're exchanging ideas. That to me is completely invaluable. I, I saw something the other day. It was like average people exchange like conversations and it was above average people exchange like methods, but like high level people exchange ideas. And that to me is what mastermind is. Because you're not afraid of, oh, someone's going to take my idea because we come from all different walks mm -hmm. of life. We're not all in the same industry. And I know there are some masterminds that a lot of people come from all the same industry, but ones that you've been a part of, or I've been a part of, we all come from different walks of life. And if we share the common goal and the common idea amongst what we're wanting to learn, we can take that and we can take it into insurance, into real estate, into what Jesse's doing with his world of dance, you know, just all different areas and actually see someone succeed with something that you've implemented over here in your real estate world. Now, I know that you've learned from Travis, but I want to find out who else 
are you currently learning from right now? Like what other mastermind or what other mentor are you learning from right now and why? In terms of mentors, I think you need to have multiple mentors in your life. There's people out there that say, no, you need to have one mentor. You need to have one set of ideas. And, and honestly, like I get it for a, in your industry, I understand that, but I'm talking about all of life. I've got a mentor in my, you know, my faith. I've got a mentor in relationships. I've got a mentor in Airbnb. I've got a mentor in flipping houses. And I can name each one of those people right now off the top of my head because I, yeah. I really only use one for each one. Yeah. I think that's powerful because, you know, when you really have that person that you know that you can pick up the phone, whether they charge you or not, I'm, I'm not even going to share that. Like, I think you need to be ready to charge, to be charged, to pay someone for their knowledge. But if you exchange enough value with them too, it could be the symbiotic relationship. Like the guy who has been my mentor in Airbnb in the beginning, I was actually pushing his courses um, out on my podcast. So that was the value that I was providing to him. So he would take my phone calls. Um, then the the guy who flips, uh, helps me flip houses. We've tried to do some deals together. I've tried to bring him some deals. It hasn't worked out. But at the same time, I make sure that I'm going and buying him dinner every single month, buying him lunch, buying whatever. And he just started his own Airbnb. And so I said, dude, you've helped me so much. I feel like I haven't given you enough. I'm going to manage this Airbnb for you for free. So it's it's things like that that you need to be ready to provide either money or value back to your mentor or back to these people in your life if you expect to continue to get, you know, what you need in order for it to be a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that's that's really big. It's that symbiotic relationship because if one person's getting everything and the other person isn't, there's going to be resentment and there's real no value going between the two. Let's exactly. let's hop a little bit into your mastermind and why did you start your first mastermind? You've been in them and now mm -hmm. you're like, hey, you know what? I want to take the knowledge and I want to go forward with it. So why did you start yours? Yeah, well, it all started when I started my podcast and YouTube channel, which at the time was called Fearless Flipping, and now it's the Fearless Investor. But I started to see a little bit of success in real estate. I had actually just at that point really started to dive into Airbnb. So long story short, my mastermind is all about helping people to create a short-term rentals business and how to automate and scale that business so that you can just like what I do, work one to two hours a week on managing the business and continue to collect this passive income or almost passive income uh, flow that comes in at four, five, six figures per month. That's what I wanted to create. But it got to that point because when I started my YouTube channel and podcast, I just like sharing information. Like I said, I was a sports anchor for a little bit. So video and editing and all that kind of stuff is a passion of mine. And so when I started seeing a little bit of success in Airbnb and flipping houses, I was like, this is cool. Like maybe I can start documenting my experience. Like again, Travis is a mentor of mine in my life. I just listen to his stuff and he's like, man, I got into people's lives for free that usually wouldn't even take a phone call from me just because I had a podcast. And I was like, well, shoot, I should like share information from other people's standpoints that are way better at this stuff than I do uh, or than I am. So I just started bringing people on and interviewing them and asking my audience what they wanted, what they want to hear more of. And suddenly as soon as I started even just like throwing in, oh, by the way, I have an Airbnb. Oh, by the way, now I have four Airbnbs. Oh, by the way, now I've grown to six Airbnbs. People just started kind of like knocking on the door like, hey, tell us more about this Airbnb stuff. And before I knew it, everyone and their mom was booking calls with me for my podcast about Airbnb. They didn't want to talk about real estate really that much anymore because they saw that I had been building up this Airbnb business so quickly. Honestly, Brand, like to answer your question, it was just because people were telling me that they wanted this. And so I created eventually a, a course 
along with group coaching, group accountability, a Facebook group where we could share wins, losses, all that good stuff, and a ton of other value where I was just like, this just makes a lot of sense to be able to put this into a mastermind format and help as many people as I can. You know, and what I got out of that is you listen to what your audience, whether it's through the podcast, friends, or just through social, you listen to what they said they wanted from you. If you didn't provide that, they were eventually going to go somewhere else. Right. So why not have them come to the trusted source, which is you, and and let them learn from you? And then the other thing was you realize that you might not have the answers for everything, but you surround yourselves with people through your podcast or through people through coaching that can help you get those answers. Why is that team cohesive mentality so important for what you offer when it comes to your mastermind? Everyone is a little bit competitive, I think, at some some level. And when they see other people having success and they're not, one of two things is going to happen. That competitive nature is either going to lift them up and it's going to get them to do more, or it's going to be a kick in the gut for them to be like, man, am I really like, am I built for this? Either way, the goal is to get people results and answers to their questions as quickly as possible. And I think when you surround yourself with a group of people who are wanting success, you're either going to rise the occasion or you're going to realize that I'm just not cut out for this right now in my life. I think that as a group, as a community, anytime you can grow together and celebrate each other's wins, be recognized, even if it's just for like, hey, you know, so-and-so went and like had a meeting with a landlord and might have their first deal. They don't have it locked down yet, but the fact that they went out and actually did the work and everyone's giving them a round of applause, you know, that, that feels good. That feels good to be a part of. I would just say like that camaraderie is a big thing. And at the end of the day, just like what we're doing right now, like we're in a mastermind together. Now we're able to do business together. And so some of these people in my mastermind, what I've seen is that like, they'll reach out to each other without actually like having to come to me first and not just putting it on like, Oh, Kyle's our coach. It's like, Hey, this is actually like a cohesive, let's do this together and let's learn from each other sort of deal. Yeah. Before we hopped on, I said, Hey, do you have a guy for this? And you're like, let me text it over to you. Yeah. I mean, it's the power of the power of one, which is the power of many at it. Mm -hmm. Who's a good fit for your program and what really separates those who thrive in your mastermind versus those that don't? Honestly, I, I think at the end of the day, you have to have, you have to have a strong desire to want to get in. If you've just heard that Airbnb is a good way to make passive income, but you just haven't really like defined what that income is going to go towards. It's the tired thing that you hear all the time. You got to have your purpose. You got to have your reason. And honestly, like as boring as that is, it's so true because if you come in here and you say, Hey, I want to make passive income. And I ask you why, and you don't know why, then you're probably going to fail. You're probably going to stop. I want people who have a strong desire. For example, we've got one woman who, uh, you know, before all this COVID stuff started happening, which was really unfortunate, we launched our, our mastermind launched in early February. And we had into week five, two people, two groups actually had their first deal like this close. And then COVID hit. And of course, what happens? I mean, everyone got scared. I got scared. I told them, hey, listen, you know, like you could go get this deal. But right now, I don't want to like give you bad advice. So let's just pause. Let's see what happens. And Luckily, in my market, things have stayed really, really strong, and we're starting to see other markets start to open up too. But long story short, she had told me, you know, like, I need this. I, I can hardly even afford to be a part of the mastermind, but I need it because my family is working, like, they were recruiting their kids to work in the family business. 
and they're barely paying their bills. Meanwhile, I see this entrepreneurial spirit, someone who's really got the desire, got the drive to be an entrepreneur, maybe just doesn't have like that person that's been there and done that in their life. And we can use that as an opportunity to bring me and to bring other people into the group that kind of fit those little puzzle pieces that they're missing to help them be a better manager, to be a better salesperson, to be a better scheduler, to be, to work their calendar better throughout their day, things like that, that really allow them to be able to say, okay, I've, I've got this mind that is huge and has this big idea of what I want my life to look like. I just don't have the knowledge, the tools, the vehicle, but I have that desire. So I'd rather have someone like that than someone who comes and says, hey, I've been a manager, a salesperson, a leader in my business for over 20 years. And, you know, it'd be nice to make an extra $3,000 a month. That desire really isn't there. So if that desire is not there, they're probably going to be like, oh, wow, like I didn't realize how tough it was going to be to find a good set of cleaners for this. I, I'm just not really sure I want to go out and really work that hard. I'll just go put more money into the stock market or I'll go buy another house and let it cash flow 3000 bucks a month by just buying it with cash rather than trying to build an Airbnb business. So long story short, desire is going to trump everything. Yeah. So desire, hunger, you can't replace that. It's something that's built into an entrepreneur. It's someone that if they look between feeding themselves today or having to invest in themselves, yep. they're probably going to invest in feeding their brain yep. as opposed to having that stake. Well, and, and here's the thing. I, I talk to people all the time, Brandon, you know, when they hear that I went from $1,000 a month in Airbnb for four years, not knowing anything, doing it on my own, honestly, not taking the opportunity very seriously to that decision date was May of 2019. And then fast forward to November of 2019, went from $1,000 was my best month to $15,500 just five months later. And, and they hear all those things. They're like, oh, wow, that's cool. So Kyle now had all this passive cash flow to live the life that he wanted to be able to pay off the debts, to be able to go travel whenever he wants to, to not have to check his bank account anymore or to stress over that. And then they say, well, yeah, I want that too. And then you drop that number and I'll be like completely honest, you know, our mastermind's 2,200 bucks. Okay. So if you get to that point and you say you want all of those things, and then I say, okay, you're between you're here, you don't have financial freedom. You don't have that vehicle. What's separating you from getting there to where I'm at is $2,200. And you say, you got to go think about it because that's a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. You, that's just a lot of fear. You're wondering now, is Kyle special? Am I going to be able to do what Kyle did? Maybe I'm just going to throw you know $2,200 down the, the toilet because I don't have that like entrepreneurial spirit like Kyle and yada, yada. You just, you start making up all these excuses, but you tell me that it's money, but it's not really money because if it was money, when I got into real estate, I dropped 30 grand. I said, and that wasn't to buy a house. That wasn't to open a business. That was to literally get education. And I was so stinking like drawn to this and dedicated that I was like, I don't care if this is $50,000 or $70,000. I'll go raise it. I'll go find a way because I know that it's me, my financial future and $30,000 is the only thing that's separating me from actually getting there. I need to do this. Long story short, uh, kind of a side note, but I just think that a lot of people that might be listening right now need to realize that the, the reason that you haven't gone and got that mentor joined that mastermind is not because of money. It's just because you haven't figured out how to get past your fear. Wow. That's just hearing that the way that you phrased it, it's not the financial aspect. It's the fear 
mm-hmm. really does ring true. And what people need to realize, people such as yourself and other mentors that you have, they have taken the time, they have taken the money to invest in themselves and continue. You're not going to stop investing in having a mentor or having a mm-hmm. relationship because you're like, I've got it all done. I've got it figured out. You continue to reinvest to make sure that the material that you're bringing to your, to your tribe is the latest, the greatest, and what's going to get them there. But at the same time, you're not going to give it away for free. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's the thing is, it's funny because I think people have a, their, their money blueprint is, is messed up. I have a lot of people come to me and be like, hey, I want to be a part of your flips or hey, I want to be part of your Airbnbs. What kind of return am I going to get for the $5,000 that I'm ready to invest? And I'll tell them, you should not be investing in something like that with only $5,000. If all you have is $5,000, you should be taking that $5,000 and starting a business or putting it into education or going and buying a mastermind or a product so that you can turn that $5,000 into $50,000, into $250,000. And so like last year, I spent $60,000 on education. Like yes. that's a lot of money. But and what kind of education was that? The ones that will multiply my money. <laughs> self-education. It's, it's oh, yeah, personal 100%. growth. It's, it's not your standard education like we talked about at the beginning. You're still investing. Think about that. Some people spend that in four years and what do they get out of it short of a piece of paper? And I'm not knocking the standard education, the college path. I went that way myself, but $60,000 and you're like, yeah, I went and invested that. One of your mentors and mine spent $100,000 to continue to be in the room with the people that have already done it to learn from them. And so it's it's about continuously investing. If you're going to be a mastermind leader, a coach, a mentor, whatever it is, you have to have someone that you know is investing in themselves. Now, let's talk about one of your, your, your tribe or your, your students that have gone through your mastermind. Have any of them surprised you with what they've accomplished where you're just like, man, this is, this is great. It's a great success story. That's the complicated thing is our launch happened at such a strange time with all the COVID stuff. And it really was disappointing because I was like, gosh, like we had two or three students that were right there. They're a week away from getting their first deal. Honestly, I wasn't surprised at anyone because I really wanted only the hungry ones. If anything, I was surprised at a couple people that I was like, man, I really thought like they would have taken it a little bit more seriously. You know, I think that at the end of the day, you get some people that, you know, they, they get excited, they get bought in, they get, they hear about community and then they're like, yeah, I'm going to go learn. And then I'll use this one day. I hate that because I've been there. I took some like Facebook ad classes. I've done some stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, this is really great. I've got all these notes so I can come back to any time. And the fact of the matter is you're just not going to do anything with that. Your chances of actually going out and making it happen are hurt. But yeah, there's honestly, same student that I just mentioned that said that she really needed this. Definitely, she didn't surprise me, but she made me very happy that it was literally right, it was three days before, March 12th was like the day that everything to me hit a standstill in the Airbnb world. And it was like March 8th or March 9th that she called me up and she's like, hey, we've got a landlord that's like ready to do Airbnb with us and he's going to pay for all the furniture so that we're going to have no money in the deal. And that was like the ultimate win for her because she almost spent like all of her last money just to get into the mastermind and for her to get in and to use the advice implement it and then see like, Hey, you can get into Airbnb and short-term rentals without using any of your own money. And 
start to cash flow. She was oh, is that so the close. is that the rental arbitrage that you talk about? Yeah, basically, there's three ways you can do Airbnb. You can own it. You can arbitrage it, which is basically, hey, Brandon, you own a house. I'm an Airbnb guru, and I want to rent out your place. You're asking for $1,200 a month. I'll pay you $1,200 a month. I'll be your best tenant. You just need to let me sublease it on Airbnb and I'll keep the profit. And you as a busy landlord, because you've got an insurance business, you're busy. You're like, dude, that sounds awesome. I trust you. You seem like you got your stuff together. You go and let me do it. Or there's the other Brandon that says, hey, you know, I'm not that busy. And you're saying that we can make a lot more money on Airbnb. What if I what if we partner together on this rather than me just go rent it to you? And that's the third way, which is co-hosting or also managing a property. And so what I would do there is say, okay, Brandon, if you want to do that, you got to foot all the, the money for the furnishing and for all that good stuff. You are financially strapped to this property and I'm going to go manage it, make this a completely passive income for you. And so instead of $1,200 a month, you're going to make, let's call it $1,800 a month. But here I am over here um, also earning my little nut, let's call it $600 to $800 a month for just managing your property. And that's a great way to get in. Uh, it's tougher to get in. You need to have some relationships. You need to have probably some, some resume in Airbnb in order to really get to that point. But when you get there, the magic of that is that you can completely scale a business because you no longer have money holding you back from getting that next one where you need to furnish it or even purchase the Airbnb. Let me remind everyone, alone last year, you spent $60,000 in your education just to know how to do part of that. But you've mm -hmm. got years before that you spent money. So it's not just something that you went out, you read a book, you right. watched a podcast. You, again, continue to invest in yourself and will continue to invest in yourself so you can be at the front of the line. Tell me, is there anything that you've learned in the last 12 months through a mastermind, through your mentors that could help fast track someone? And it could be in any line of work as, as we were around all different people in masterminds. Has there been something that just really stood out at you and you're like, a light bulb went off and you're like, oh my gosh, this could help people in different industries? I mean, I would say the ability to raise money. That's the quickest way to scale anything. I had always heard, you know, you see Shark Tank and you think and you think like, oh man, like if I really want to start a business, I gotta go start this like GoFundMe account and I gotta be special. You know, you hear these people out like, oh yeah, I raised a million dollars on crowdfund or GoFundMe or all this stuff. And you're like, huh? Like, how did they do that? And and you just can't really wrap your brain around it. And then you see that those people and what they make on the return of what they're investing. And you're like, well, shoot, I want to be that person. Like I want to be the person that's putting in a million dollars and getting a 10% return and making a passive hundred thousand dollars every single year. That sounds freaking awesome to me. And so when you get to that point and you really like see, it's actually a really good thing that you're raising money because you're helping people get a great return on their money. And if a pandemic like a COVID-19 comes around and they're waiting for their money in the stock market to continue to perform at a 12 to 15% clip, it's just not going to happen. We've already seen that right now. We saw it in 2008. There's all this unpredictability. But when you invest into you know, a personal guarantee like what I offer to all of my investors, I'm actually helping them. I'm getting them a great return. And so when, it, when that light bulb went off, I was like, wow. I can go raise money because I truly am helping that person. Whereas before I didn't want to raise money because I thought I was robbing from Peter to pay Paul. So that was the big light bulb for me that as soon as I understood that, you know, that's paid for all of my flips that I've done in the last year. 
That's paid for the majority of my Airbnb furnishing. Uh, the house that I live in that I'm doing this podcast in right now, I didn't put any money into. I actually have an investor that purchased this house, paid the 5% down payment, and then paid for all the furniture. And we have two different units that I rent out on Airbnb on this property. And I live in this one. And so I live for free, basically, which is freaking awesome. That was definitely the, the light bulb moment, I would say. You live for free. Yeah. You, you travel where you want to. And it all started about, what, four or five years ago when you found out about your, your first mastermind. And now you've got yours created. You've got an unbelievable podcast. As we get ready to, to wrap everything up, is there anything that you want to leave with people so they can sit there and they're like, you know what, we'll have in the show notes below how to contact you. But is there anything that you want to leave with people on why the world of masterminds and what your mastermind, why, why it's been so important and integral in your life? You know, I'm not even sure that I want to talk about mine at all. If you, I mean, if people want to go check it out, they can. You can follow me on Instagram at fearlesskyle. My website is fearlesskyle.com. Obviously, like I said, we're looking for people that are serious about this, especially right now. There's a lot of fear around the short-term rentals world. But honestly, what I just want to say is like if you can, and we hear it all the time from Travis, right? If you can just add value to people on a daily basis, that's one of the biggest things that I feel like is the roadblock for people that want my help is they, they talk to me and they're like, oh yeah, well, like you can add value to people because you've got all this experience. And I have to remind them, like I said yes to real estate January 6, 2019. Like that was what, 14 months ago, 15 months ago. It's not a long time ago. So I got a mentor right away. The value that I added to him was offering to go pay for his lunch just to pick his brain for an hour. The value I offered after that was whatever he told me to do, I actually did because how many mentors, Brand? I'm sure you've mentored people. I'm sure you've also had mentors that are like, just do the work. Don't waste my time. And I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want to go buy them a meal because honestly, they would rather probably just spend the 30 bucks on their own and go uh, do a sales call and make a grand or whatever. Like their time is way more value than just a free meal. But when they see that you go do it, then they want to keep helping you because if you're actually doing it, you're in the trenches, you're trying and you're putting forth the effort. So I, I would just say, I'm tying all this together by saying, if, you, if you're going to join a mastermind, which you absolutely should, in fact, you should probably just make it a need. You actually need to do it. Make sure that you are providing value to people. And if people are going to give you advice and they're going to take the time out of their day to mentor you, you actually do what they say. If you can do that, then you'll get a ton of value out of your mastermind. Yeah, it's what you give is what you'll get back in return. Kyle, I appreciate it. Everyone, check Kyle out. He is the fearless investor. I love the logo. You've got it right on the hat right there. And uh, appreciate it. We'll see you next time. All right, thanks, Brandon. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.